Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Chats with Nye, and I'm your host, Naomi. Welcome back for another episode where we're discussing tips and tricks with all sorts of relationships. If you're new to the podcast, well, hi there. It's so nice of you to drop in. Why don't we all grab a beverage and have a seat? I hope you're all ready for today's episode because today we're going to be discussing on how to go about setting goals and manifesting them. So if you didn't grab a notepad for today's episode, don't worry. Just hit the pause button right there. Uh Uh-huh. And go and run and get one. Now that was easy, wasn't it? It's like you didn't even miss a single beat. Well then, let's get this started. All right. So one quick thing I want to mention before we jump into this um, episode. For many of my listeners and for myself who will probably want to um, tie this into the new moon. The new moon in January is on Sunday, January 2nd. It will be an afternoon, so about 1, 1 o'clock, one thirty in the afternoon, Eastern ten, Standard Time. So think of this as just a uh, getting your thoughts together as we prepare for that and for the new year. Um, I do want everyone to have a safe holiday season, whether it's Christmas or Kwanzaa or whatever other faith you follow. Uh, make sure that you are safe out there during this time frame and that you cherish your time with your loved ones. All right. So each year, millions and millions of people set new goals, right? Or resolutions. And when the new year is starting to come about, that's when we see the most amount of talk on, hey, this is what I'm planning for the new year or goals or whatever. But then about three to five months later, one or two things typically happen. One is we fizzle out, right? Like we lose the energy, life happens, and we just are, you know, are not doing it as consistently as we might have been wanting to do it, no matter what it is. Or two, which is, I think the worst outcome, is that we give up entirely, And we kind of settle back into our old ways and old patterns. And we're just kind of like, ugh, we're over it. And then we choose the same resolution again the following year. (laughs) But the start of the new year symbolizes that it's time to turn a new page. And this is for many, no matter which faith you you follow. um, At the start of your new year is usually a leaf turning point. And that's probably why we see so many, right? A little redundant there, Naomi, but okay, (laughs) I will press. The new year often feels like a fresh start and a great opportunity for us to change our bad habits or maybe not necessarily that we have bad habits, but maybe we, we want to establish new habits, new routines that are going to help us grow psychologically and emotionally or maybe socially or physically or even intellectually. And this is usually the time that we choose 
to to do something different, to do something new. Um, because for the most part, we're not happy with where we are. And COVID year number two hasn't made that any much easier. So now that we're closing out this year with, which I think many will agree, it has been a roller coaster ride. It has most definitely affected all of us in one way or another. And I'm always looking for ways that I can add quality to my own life and those of around me and you all. Many people abandon their healthy routines when we get pushed into something that's unknown or, heaven forbid, another lockdown. While spending time at home was good for, for me and for the family, in some way, it wasn't the very best way for me to spend my time this past year. I definitely could have been more productive. I could have tackled, you know, a few of the goals that I had. And, and some of them weren't so extreme. I think one of them was to read a book a month, right? Sounds simple enough. But if I read two books this year, I think that might have been too many, maybe. And sometimes we give up completely because, like I said, life happens and we just didn't plan our goals properly. And if you're one of those that picked up a hobby or met your goals this year within the controlled settings that we've had, you know what? Hats off to you. Props. We should all be clapping because we're here to lift each other up. So hats off to you. Okay. But in this episode, I want to share some known ways of setting goals for this upcoming year. And honestly, for any time during the year, we can set set goals at any point in our lives or reassess our situation and redirect ourselves. We don't necessarily have to wait until the new year approaches. Yeah, it makes it fun. It makes it easy to start fresh, but it's not necessary. It's all about programming your brain to do the things for you that you've always wanted and to break that barrier, whatever that barrier is, whether it's a laziness thing or most definitely something that we've created ourselves, right? We've blocked ourselves from being able to progress and either identified another being, another source as to why we cannot continue, right? Things that we do to ourselves. So to get out of our shell and to do the things, create the magic that we want in our life, we've got to make a plan. Manifestation alone will not get us where we want to be. And that is true in any faith that you follow or practice. We're still going to write our intentions, but we still have to come up with a plan on how we're going to execute it. And we've got to apply ourselves. We've got to do the work. And some of the work may be easy. And some of the challenges may be easy. But some of them may not. But that's why we make the plan. And in the end, it'll come to fruition. We'll be successful. There was a study that I read that only about 12% of people who make New Year's resolutions feel that they were actually successful in achieving their goals. 12%. I like reread it a few times because I couldn't believe that that was the number. 
some of the most common resolutions that we've probably heard of are things like, we're going to lose weight this year, or maybe we're going to um, choose healthier options, you know, make a healthier diet, or we're going to try to exercise regularly. Lately with the whole COVID, you know, sticking around for as long as it has, a lot of us are thinking of, okay, how can we make better financial choices? Or, you know, making the most of my time with my family or spending more time with my family. And then there's, you know, the the all around that kind of ties in with the weight loss is there are numerous amount of people that want to quit smoking, right? In the end, they're usually things that we want to do better for ourselves and for our families. But why do millions of people resolve to change at the beginning of the year? There were a series of studies that basically researchers dubbed the fresh start effect. And it looked at how temporal landmarks can motivate aspirational behaviors. So, in essence, that's why. The new year feels like a new beginning, which is why so many people often set lofty resolutions during these times. And sometimes it leads us to bite off more than we can chew. But going after resolutions can also present great opportunities to overcome our struggles with willpower, with determination, and even ingenuity. Every year, millions of adults result to lose weight or be more productive or, you know, get in shape during this upcoming year. So instead of selecting such an ambiguous goal, we're going to work this episode, this month, this year, on focusing on something that's more concrete, something that we can realistically set our sights on. So in other words, we're going to choose a very specific and achievable goal. And it can just be the one goal. And the following year, then you can up it and say, hey, I'm going to achieve two goals. All right. So, for example, if we're doing um, the lose weight or get in shape resolution goal, you want to manifest this. Okay. We might tell ourselves, hey, the goal is to lose five or 10 pounds. In a certain time frame. Um, in order to do that, you're, you might make daily to-do lists. Like when I get up in the morning, I will drink eight ounces of water. Or maybe your goal is to run a mini marathon. Well, how are you going to get to run the mini marathon? Sorry. You're going to set aside, let's say, 45 minutes in the week to walk. However long that gets you. And then the following month, you can choose to say, okay, I'm going to up that number. I'm going to walk for an hour, you know, three times a week. However you decide to divvy up that hour. The biggest thing is to be sure that when we make our goals, that they be realistic and not drastic. We, we've gotten into the, it has to happen now. We need it right away. But that is a drastic goal. They tend to be drastic goals. So then we end up failing. 
Choosing a concrete and achievable goal also gives us the opportunity to plan exactly how we decide we're going to accomplish and how we decide to stick to the goal over the course of the year. A lot of these resolutions, I'm sorry, (laughs) fail because they're not the right resolutions. And a resolution can be wrong for one of three main reasons. Number one, it is a goal that's created based on what someone else or society is telling us that we need to change about ourselves, right? And that's usually the hardest one. Number two, it's too vague. We say we want to lose weight, but there's no, there's no inches. Like I want to lose five inches off my waist, or I want to lose 10 pounds overall, or maybe you want to gain muscle, but you're not specific. You're too vague in the lose weight or get fit, um, goal. And then number three is, Our plan isn't realistic for achieving whatever goal we've made. And it's usually one of those three. One of those three are why we fail, why things go wrong. So we're going to use the SMART acronym. It's an acronym that was coined in the um, journal management review. In 1981, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, or Attainable, depending on who you're going with, um, Relative, and Time-bound, right? And some of you may have, like I said, seen or heard the acronym. Most of the time, it's geared towards management itself. But it's been proven to also work in setting your resolutions, setting your goals. And there's also something called the three W's of goal setting. One, way power. Yes, way power together. The plan to get you there. So coming up with a step-by-step plan to achieve that goal, right? Number two, willpower. This is the motivation and the energy that it's going to take you to get there. And we're going to need to come up with a list of ways to keep ourselves motivated to reach said goal. Sometimes we rely on other people being our motivators. And it's difficult for us to have our own motivation. It's it's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is not going to the gym with me today just to stay on the same, you know, weight loss, shape up uh, um, goal that that I gave. But we need to make sure that we have our own and, and we need to look inward to find out what those are, what things are going to motivate us when we do not want to do the things. And then the why power. Knowing why you want to get there. Why do I want to be healthier? Why do I want to spend more time with my family? Why do I want to open this business? Right? So making sure that we have that set out and it's built into our, into our plan. 
So we're going to go back and we're going to hit that acronym that I mentioned earlier, right? Specific. The resolution should be absolutely clear. We're going to make sure that the goal is clear as possible because this is very important. So saying something like, my resolution is to lose weight. We need to ask ourselves, how much weight do we want to lose? And what the time frame is for that goal. So when we're writing down what our intentions are for the year, let's write, I want to lose five pounds in the next two months, right? This is just a hypothetical written intention, but just to give you guys an idea, this thought process, this writing is going to be more effective and is specific enough that when March comes around, we're not giving up, right? Measurable. Now, this may seem obvious if your goal is a fitness or, you know, a weight loss one, but it's also important if you're trying to cut back on something, right? Like, I want to cut back on smoking. I want to come back, cut back on the amount of hours that I spend in excess at work, whatever it is. So if, for example, you want to stop biting your nails, take a picture of your nails over time so you can visibly track the progress on how your nails are growing out. This was an example that um, a psychologist and professor over at Tuoro College um, of Medicine, he had mentioned it. And I want to say his name is Professor Garder. Garder? I'm so sorry. Jeffrey Garder. I had to look at my notes real quick. He he spoke about this nail-biting um what do you call this? Example, sorry. One of the neat things about the time that we're that we're in right now, like we've gone back to it being okay to keep and to make to-do lists. The planning world, like that was something that was very heavy in like the 70s and the 80s and then and then even the 90s. And now we don't get made fun of because we're planning or making to-do lists. Like it is part of our lot our lives, like our daily life. So logging the progress that you're making or that you've made into a journal or your planner, whether it is digital or paper, doesn't matter. Or maybe you have neither. So even just making notes on your phone about the behavior that you're tracking, this will help to reinforce the progress, no matter what the resolution is. So if you're trying to drink more water, maybe your goal by the end of the year is to make it to a gallon a day, you can jot down a note on your phone, whether it's a droid or an apple, doesn't matter. Hey, today I drank a total of 40 ounces. But when you're going back and you're reviewing your notes come June or August timeframe, maybe you didn't realize it and you're now at 80 ounces every day or 100 ounces every day. You get to see the progress. And because we get to see the progress, it makes us want to stick to whatever it is we're working towards. All right, I'm going to move to the next one. Achievable or attainable, like I said, depending on who's writing out the acronym. Now, this doesn't mean that you cannot have like big, big goals or like some say big stretch goals, but trying to take a big resolution too fast 
or all at once, like taking it in all at once, it's just going to frustrate us. And then we're going to end up giving up. Or worse, it will affect other areas of our life to the point that the resolution takes over. And then yourself, your family, or your friends, like all of that, all of those relationships are going to fail because this said goal resolution or whatever is exceeding the, the amount of time that you can give it because we didn't make sure that it was an attainable goal, that it was an achievable goal. So for example, resolving to saving enough money to retire in five years, right? Let's say in five years, you'll be 30 and that's when you want to retire. Well, that's probably not realistic, but if you save an extra maybe 50 or or $100 every month that you're applying towards your retirement, that's an easy thing to do. And then throughout the year, come July, maybe your halfway point, whatever, check in time that you've made. If you see, oh, maybe now I can set $150 more towards my towards my retirement or 200 or 300, whatever the number may be. But that number starts to add up. That is more realistic than to say, oh, I'm going to retire in 30 years or at 30 years old. Sorry. It's much more realistic to say, I'm going to save an extra X amount of money a month towards my retirement plan or towards retirement in in general, depending on where you're at. The next one is relevance. Make sure that the skills that you are working on or maybe the courses that you're going to be taking will actually help you move forward in reaching your goal. So, for example, let's say you want to open up a cake business, right? You're not going to spend your time learning how to change your own oil or your tires or something else that's mechanical. How is that going to help you? in opening your cake business or in learning more about, you know, cakes and cupcakes or pastries or whatever. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Those are very useful skills. But if you didn't have them already, why would you be tailoring your time to learning that? That's not going to help you open that business. Instead, look at the local college or maybe like Michael's or some kind of class or maybe even a YouTube video. I mean, everything's on YouTube now. Everything's on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, but maybe take 30 minutes out of the week or an hour out of the week or an hour out of the month and watch something on maybe flavor pairings or tips, you know, on using fondant. Keep these skills or courses relevant to what your goal is, right? We, we need to work on making ourselves better. And that is by learning the things. So if we're learning the things that are specific to what our goal is, we are more likely to be successful in that goal. And then the last one is time bound. The timeline we give ourselves towards reaching the goal should be realistic as well. And I am a big one to not be realistic. Like in my head, 
I give my wife shit because I always tell her that she has no concept of time, but Naomi doesn't have concept of concept of time either. Because I think everything can be done in five minutes. And then I fail and then I get frustrated and then I'm like, whatever, fuck the shit. <laughs> but this means that you're giving yourself enough time to do whatever said thing it is that you're trying to do with lots of smaller intermediate goals that you set up along the way. If we wholeheartedly know that a smaller goal is achievable, we're more likely to stick to that and keep moving forward, right? So if you're breaking down a weight loss, a weight loss goal, and each month or each quarter, there is a certain amount of inches that you want to lose, or maybe more muscle that you want to see, that is what you're going to keep tracking. So when you've met that goal, that is one step closer. You're going to see progress within the time frame that you've said because it was realistic. And then guess what? You're going to move forward, right? I think so. I, I really think so. So we're going to pause for a quick ad, but I promise we'll be right back. Want to start a podcast? Or maybe you've been thinking of switching to a different platform. Like the one you have right now, maybe isn't it for you. Well, let me tell you about Buzzsprout. With Buzzsprout, you'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. They have tons of guides to help you find the right equipment and at the right price. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more within minutes of finishing your very first recording. I moved my podcast to Buzzsprout not that long ago. I was feeling really limited in my previous platform, and now I have everything at my fingertips. Podcasting isn't difficult at all when you have the right tools and the right partners. Join over a thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. And check this. If you follow the link in my show notes, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for one of their paid plans. The link lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, and it also helps support the show. So go on. Start your podcast. And we are back. So we're going to focus on one goal at a time, right? That's what we've been talking about. One thing at a time slowly and steady, right? You remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? That's exactly what we're doing here. We all know the story. We tell other people. We use the reference, but when it comes to ourselves, we do not apply it. So, achieving even one small goal is enough to boost our self-esteem and our confidence. And for larger goals, we're going to consider breaking them apart into manageable chunks so that we can work on them one at a time. 
there was a, not an article, but like a snippet that I had read from the American Psychological Association that also suggested that focusing on just one behavior at a time is more likely to lead to long-term success. Taking on too much all at once is daunting as hell. And it can be particularly difficult because establishing like new behavioral patterns, it takes time and it takes continuous effort. Plain and simple, everyone, changing our ways even if it's for the betterment of ourselves and our family, this shit's fucking hard. So by focusing on yourselves on one specific goal, it makes keeping that resolution much more achievable. And we end up manifesting the things that we want in life, whether that's a job or a skill, it doesn't matter. Do not wait until the last minute to choose your goal. This is something that you should have been thinking about for quite some time. So if you're not ready come January 1st, hey, that is okay. You can start on January 17th. You can start on February 1st. Fuck, you can start on June 1st. That doesn't make or take away from your goal, okay? Because Picking your resolution wisely will require for you to put in extensive planning. And it's essential, or it is an essential part of achieving any goal. How you brainstorm, how you figure out if you need to tackle a major behavior change. Like figuring that out, including like the steps that you're going to take and why you want to do it and ways that you can keep yourself on track. Those are the things that you need to figure out before you pick the goal for the year. And like I said, it doesn't matter when you start it. So I know that the episode is on goal setting and manifesting for 2022, but notice how it doesn't say for January of 2022. It's for the year. So apply it as it fits your needs. We're going to make a detailed plan, right? Because creating a detailed written plan is going to help us stick to our goals. And why is this stage so critical for success? Well, for one thing, it's going to allow us to consider what tactics we're going to use when we're faced with challenges. When things get difficult, What strategies are we going to use to stay on the path, right? Into making this goal a reality. If you start working toward a goal without any type of plan in place, most of us are quickly going to find that we give up when we are faced with any kind of obstacle or setback or resistance. This is not all, but most of us. So for example, if your goal is to run three times you know, every week, what are you going to do if you missed four days in a row? How are you going to proceed if you need to take time off because of an illness or an injury, or maybe the kiddos are sick or the spouse or tu abuela, or how are you going to proceed? How are you going to get back into the groove? That's basically why we need to make a detailed plan. Well, not just all, all of that, but 
we're going to start by writing down our goal and making a list of things that we might want to achieve. And then we're going to annotate the obstacles that may stand in our way. So that way, by knowing exactly what we want to accomplish and the difficulties that may surface, we'll be able to be better prepared so that we can stick to our goal and overcome anything that might sidetrack us. Taking on too much quickly is a common reason. And I know I said it earlier, but it's the most common reason why the New Year's resolutions fails or just goals and period fail. Starting an unsustainably restrictive diet or overdoing it at the gym or maybe you're radically altering like your normal behavior. Like these are no shit sure ways to derail your plans. Plans that you have set for something that is really important to you. So instead, focus on taking tiny steps that will ultimately help us get to the larger goal. Small steps do lead to success. And I don't, I know we don't hear about it often. We don't hear about the struggles and the difficulties that others have, but trust and believe that we all have major obstacles. But those of us that are successful, even if you're listening right now to the episode and you're successful, you made a plan. You made a plan and you thought of the things that may hinder your success and how you were going to go about those obstacles. And that's why you are where you are today. If you have resolved to running a marathon, start out by Going jogging two times or three times a week, you know, slowly, like I mentioned earlier. And then you're going to work your way up into longer runs and exercising more days in the week. If it's that you're trying to eat healthier, maybe we're going to replace some of like our favorite things that may be not so healthy with something that is more healthy or more nutritious. You know, maybe it's soda, maybe it's cookies. Maybe it's brownies. I I don't know. But we're going to pick something else. And then we're going to tackle another element of the diet. This is sticking to that that example that I gave. Um, Maybe we're going to go in and then add a more variety of vegetables. Maybe right now, like, we only like broccoli, right? I chose broccoli because I do actually like broccoli. (laughs) But maybe we're going to add broccoli and cauliflower as time goes, you know, forward or eggplant or I don't know, whatever, right? We might want to reduce our portion size. We already know that most of us do not eat what our actual, what an actual serving is. Like you guys know, I am from a Hispanic household. So Eso de, de, de portion control, that shit doesn't exist. We have to make a conscious effort. Half the time, I don't even know, I don't even think to read the back of the label and be like, oh, it's only supposed to be two cookies, but I took like five. 
So maybe even something like that, like just reading the back of the label, you still get to, you know, satisfy that craving of, hey, I want freaking cookies, but I'm only going to have two as opposed to the five that I normally have. That was just like a little example. Um, and then I guess something else that you can do is maybe like not eating fried food or maybe instead of eating out three times a week, let's do it once a week, you know, like as a, as a week, as a week, not a week end, but after a week long of doing whatever the things are, you know, Sundays is your, you go out to eat day or maybe Friday night becomes pizza night in the house. And it's just that one time while that may seem like it's Jesus, Naomi, that's such a slow start. But these small incremental changes are going to make it easier for us to stick to a new and healthy habit. And it's going to increase the likelihood of long-term success. And that is the goal, right? The long-term success. Another strategy for keeping like the New Year's resolution or the goal I hate saying New Year's resolution because it always makes me think of we're tied to do this in January. So I'm just going to not say New Year's resolution anymore, even though that's what my brain wants to say. Anyways, another strategy for keeping our goals is to not make the exact same plan year after year. If you choose to reach for the same goals that you've tried in the past, then spend some time evaluating your previous results. Which strategies were most effective for you? Which were the least effective? What prevented you from making it past April? What made it difficult for you to not see it through for the whole year? We're going to write down all of these things and we're going to consider altering your resolution slightly. I just said I wasn't going to say that word, but whatever. We're going to, we're going to alter our goal based on the things that we've learned that were least effective and things that have prevented us from being successful in said goal. We're going to switch that up a little bit. And this is going to allow us to make it a little bit more feasible. So by changing your approach, hopefully No, we're not going to say hopefully. We're going to manifest that it is going to happen. You will see results once you've changed your approach, right? That's what we're going to, we're going to speak in as it's already happened. I am 120 pounds. That's just, if I was 120 pounds, I'd probably look sickly because that's just not my body anymore. (laughs) But we're going to speak in that. As you're writing down your goals, you're going to speak your intention as it is, it has already happened. My business is successful. I am healthy. I am in shape. I did quit smoking, right? Everything has to be in the past tense as it has already been achieved. Next, we're going to remember that change is a process. It is a long process. It's not a, oh, I was good for a week and it's, it's going to stick like glue. I, I was once, so way, way back, we're going to detour just a bit, way back, uh, about 
probably eight years ago, I jumped on the, the Herbalife, you know, thing. And mind you, I do love the Herbalife protein. I have yet, even to this day, found a protein that doesn't taste gritty, doesn't have a weird aftertaste or feeling on your tongue. I don't know what their formula is, but their protein blend is awesome. It tastes great. I don't feel like I'm drinking something that is meant to make me, you know, lose weight or for me to replace a meal, should I say, not really lose weight. So they have, or there is this whole approach that in 21 days, you will, you will continue to do whatever said change you have. So if I trying to think off the top of my head, like something, if I decided that I'm going to walk every day for 21 days, once those 21 days are up, the, the stipulation is, is that you will not give up walking every day because you've done it for 21 days. This doesn't work for me, people. I can be doing the same thing for 40 days, 60 days, 90 days. But when I come across an obstacle or something that prevents me from continuing whatever it is, I am completely derailed. Completely derailed. And that's why I love the fact that I'm pointing out that the, that change itself is a process. It is a long-term thing. It is waking up every day and saying to yourself, this is what I'm doing. These are the reasons I'm doing it. And then moving forward. Because we don't want to do the things every single day. All right, so let's get off my soapbox and go back to the episode. Those those unhealthy or undesired habits that that we're trying to change probably took years to develop. We didn't we didn't get to five cans of soda a day you know from one day to the next. It took years for us to get to that point. I just used soda because that was I'm looking at a can of soda right now. <laughs> so how can we expect to change that behavior in a matter of days or weeks or months. And not to think of it, my little soapbox wasn't that far off on the changes of process thing. <laughs> so me not exercising ever during my childhood, where I'm trying to undo that. Years. It's not going to happen, like I said, in a few days or weeks or months. We have to be patient with ourselves. Understand that working toward your goal is a process. Even, even if you make a misstep or two, remember that you can restart and continue from that point forward on your journey towards said goal. It may take longer than you would like for, for us to achieve whatever the goal is, but remember that it's not a race. There, there isn't technically a finish line. There isn't. Because we should always be improving ourselves, even if it's minor things. Once you have made like 
the commitment to change the behavior or a behavior, should I say, it may be something that you continue to work on for the rest of your life. And it's, it's not even a may. You will continue to work on that for the rest of your life. During like the first days of the, of the new year or within your, whenever you decided to, to start your, your goals, you will probably feel the most confident and motivated to reach your goal because it is fresh, because you haven't faced any real discomfort or temptation associated with you changing the behavior. Making the change might seem just a little too easy in the beginning. But then after dealing with the reality of dragging yourself to the gym at 6 a.m. or gritting your teeth through the headaches because the nicotine patches aren't working, your motivation to keep up the plan to execute your goal is going to dwindle. And when you're faced with such moments like, We need to remind ourselves, like I said, why are we doing this? And think about or write out a list that like you can keep handy, like for us planners. If you carry your planner everywhere with you, keep that list in the very first page of your planner. If it's on your phone, keep it handy. That way you can reference it. What do you have to gain by achieving this goal? You're going to write those things down so that whenever we're kind of like having an ugh moment, we can go back to it and we reassess ourselves. We take our few minutes and then we keep moving forward. Finding sources of inspiration will keep you going through most tough times. I say most because I'm being realistic. And then we're going to keep working towards our goal. Like I had mentioned in the beginning of the episode, usually by March, people have lost that motivation or about three to five months into their, their goal, their plan. That's about the time frame that you kind of like, you lose your momentum, your, the fire inside of you to keep you going. So keep that inspiration alive by continuing to work on your goals, even after you're faced with whatever the setbacks are. If your current like approach isn't working, we're going to pause. We're going to reevaluate the strategies that we've written and we're going to develop a new plan because just because it didn't work that way doesn't mean that it's not going to work at all. We need to keep in mind to be flexible with our plan and even the end goal. This is going to help us stay successful because it is a constant reviewing and editing because we get to do that because we are the ones that decide what we want in our lives. So just keep in mind that in order to keep working on the goals, we also have to remain flexible. I think the next thing I'm going to talk about, like, It may not be for all, but I think for most of us, it will. So keeping like a goal journal or like a, a, like a document of the things that you have um, been successful through, but not only your successes, the struggles. So consider keeping 
a, a journal type item where you can write about those things, right? Write down the reasons why you're working toward the goal so that you can reference them during like the difficult times or when like you're feeling uninspired or unmotivated. And then think about what is causing you to falter. If it's, you know, stress from work, write that down. Is it home life that is causing, you know, to you to be like, I'm giving up on this crap. And then you're going to figure out how you can cope with it effectively. By sticking with it and then working like the goal throughout the entire year, you can probably be one of the few that are able to say that you really did stick to your goal. And if you're writing down your progress and your strategies, you're going to have at the ready proof of your efforts if you're ever feeling like giving up because you're going to see it's something that's measurable. Make sure that we learn and adapt. Encountering a setback is one of the most common reasons people give up on their goals. For example, like when I first started doing the podcast, I was, and you guys have heard me say it a few times, like I was doing it just to to talk to the masses, to give a different perspective, a, a different way of doing something. You know, we're, we're a blended family, so maybe someone else out there. But the moment that I started opening myself to other podcasters and being asked like, oh, well, how many downloads did you have? Oh, how, you know, what's your, what's your monthly uh, listeners? Like there, how many listeners do you have? And I actually started paying attention to that and then realizing that my numbers didn't match their numbers, even if we'd been open the same amount of time or that should not say open, but if we had started about the same time frame. That was easily for me to be like, oh, I suck at this. And I started to bash myself and I started to not want to do the podcast because I lost sight of why I was doing it. I wasn't doing it. I'm not doing it for how many followers I have or how many downloads I get in the month. I'm doing it because if, if I can help someone else see a certain situation in a, from a different angle, or maybe they hear about something on the podcast that they're currently going through. They don't feel like they're alone. Or, you know, if, if, if it's a similar situation and be like, damn, I didn't even think of trying that approach. Let me try that approach. As soon as I remembered the reasons why I started the podcast, I was able to come back and want to do another season. If you suddenly like relapse into a bad habit or negative self-talk, don't view that as a failure. The path towards whatever your goal is, is not straight. It's, it's not, there's going to be curves and there's going to be hills and there's going to be valleys. Like it's part of life. Often there are going to be challenges along the way and that is okay. But if instead we view these relapses and obstacles as learning opportunities, then we're that much better for it. So if you're keeping a, a, a journal of some sort, write down important information about 
when that relapse occurred and what might have triggered it. For me, it was comparing myself to other podcasters that had have been on air just as long as I've been on air. And what might we do differently the next time these similar or same feelings arise again? By understanding the challenges that we're faced with, then we're able to better prepare for whatever is going to come in the future. Okay, so now we get to dive into, I think, my favorite part about this episode. Like, yes, all the other things are important, but we know that what we speak, what we think come true, whether it's a negative or positive thing, these things are real. It's real and it's happened personally to me far too many times for me to brush it off as a coincidence. The next thing that we're going to talk about is the manifestation portion of our goals for the fall for this upcoming year. The, the, the planning and all of that. We're going to talk about what exactly is manifestation and how does it work and how you can manifest anything your heart desires into actual results, actual results. So you may be familiar with manifestation or most of us know it as the laws of attraction, especially after all the the focus that there was on the book, The Secret back in 2006. And to this, to this day, like I think I have it on my shelf still, but first things first, even though manifesting is about turning your dreams into reality, I think the biggest thing that's overlooked when we're talking about manifestation or, you know, we're, we're referencing that book, The Secret or other books like it, it requires you to take proactive steps to whatever it is that you're you're choosing to do the expectation that things are going to happen instantly or overnight while we're sleeping that is false it is false essentially manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief so before I, I opened the topic that we're discussing today, I, you know, mentioned the full moon or the new moon, I'm sorry, is on January 2nd. For those of us that follow that faith or that belief, if you think it, it will come. If you speak it, it will happen. However, there is more to manifestation than just willpower and positive thinking. And that's the part that I don't think is spoken about enough when we're talking or speaking on manifestation. To start manifesting, you have to be clear about your goals. Everyone's approach to manifestation is different. First, you need to know exactly what you want. You are the one who has said dream or said goal, whether, like I said, a better job, a healthier relationship, whatever it is, 
you have to be clear about it because only you know exactly what you want. Whatever you desire, one thing is essential. Make your intention as specific as possible. The more clear and concise it is, the better. So like we're going to kind of use the the 5 to 10 pounds goal I had used earlier. But let's say, I don't know, you write something where like, I want to meet my soulmate. Think about what that person would look like for you, right? Think about the qualities that the, this person would have and the characteristic, the values, their morals, because that is what you're going to attract. We can't say, oh, I want to marry or I want my soulmate to be, I don't know, Brad Pitt. Cause that's not going to happen. I mean, maybe it might for somebody, but <laughs> maybe not for us. We should be focusing on the things that we want in a partner. And, and this is the part where I, I, I tell, you know, friends and my kids and stuff now that they're little, little young adults. Sometimes your soulmate is not the type of person that you've always dated. And, and by this, I mean the, the looks, the based on looks. People are usually like, oh, I want someone to be hot as hell to be my soulmate. Eh, they can be hot, but I mean, when you're both 90 years old, what the fuck does it matter if they were hot? The things that are going to get you through in that relationship are the qualities in this person, the characteristics, the values, the morals, the parenting styles, the conversations that you have that go beyond what each of you look like. So once you've pinpointed exactly what your hopes and dreams and goals are, you need to ask the universe for what you want. And now this can be done in a, in a variety of ways. We can write it out. It can be a prayer. It can be through meditation, visualization. You can speak your intentions out loud. Maybe you don't want to write them down, but you want to speak it. Um, creating a vision board or a future box. And it, it'll have either pictures of items or some things in your life that you want to manifest. But you need to say exactly what it is that you want. And you're going to be pairing this with the plan that we have built from earlier in the episode. Right. We, we wrote down the strategies. We wrote down how we're going to overcome the obstacles. And now this is basically like the part two of our goal setting for 2022. While you're not going to get everything that you envision in the order and time frame that you have put on this board or how you've spoken it, you should receive and acknowledge what you do get no matter how big or small it may be. Because the biggest thing is it's showing gratitude, being appreciative of the things that did come your way, that the universe did put in your way. So if I've been saying or working towards, let me say that, I've been working towards buying a home. So this year I set my plan and my plan was to have a 
four-bedroom home with a three-car garage, and it's going to be on a quarter, I mean, a, um, an acre lot. That's that's the goal that I that I set out there. Remember, we're going to keep it realistic, but for the sake of the example I'm providing right now, we're, we're going to stick with what I'm saying, okay? So I that's what I wrote for my goal for the year. And then I broke up my goal on how I'm going to attain all those things in month one, two, and three, I may make sure that my, um, my credit score is where it needs to be. And, and I give myself ample time to tackle whatever on there may be false or maybe needs work. Right. And then months four to six, I'm going to decide or not decide, but I'm going to look at, you know, the style homes that I'm, you know, willing to, to purchase. But when I'm manifesting, and I am putting things on my vision board, I might pick like a mansion looking house and put it on my vision board or in my, in my vision box. But then as the, as the year starts to close, let's say I do end up finally purchasing something of my own and it ends up being a two bedroom, two bathroom townhome. I need to make sure that I appreciate the fact that I was able to meet the goal, that the universe put something in my path because of my actions and I took advantage of that. I purchased it. It wasn't the four-bedroom home with the, you know, one-acre lot and four-bathroom or whatever it was that I said earlier, but it's something that is my own. And the universe listened and said, hey, he or she wants to have a dwelling that is of their own. Their name is on that that deed, the lease, or whatever the case may be. I need to show appreciation for that. And that doesn't mean that my goal wasn't executed because maybe my goal wasn't realistic. That's why it's, it's important to be realistic. But I'm going to be grateful for the for the opportunity I was given to be able to buy said home. And to do this, we're going to consider creating a gratitude, gratitude journal. Jesus, I need more coffee. <laughs> Before I go to bed, I'm going to spend five to 10 minutes writing down the things that I'm grateful for, as well as anything that has happened in that day that have brought me closer to whatever it is that I'm trying to manifest. Maybe we want to save enough money for retirement. And you receive a call from like your cable provider about a way to lower your monthly bill. You're going to take that extra money that now you're saving and you get to apply it towards your retirement. That's, that's life, the universe pushing you in the direction that you want to be because you said it that way. You spoke it into existence. And this is the way the universe is pushing you towards what, whatever your goal is. But if I decide to, Oh, I'm saving 50 bucks now on my cable and I'm not taking it and applying it to my retirement fund. I'm deciding to spend it foolishly on makeup or outings or dinners or whatever the case may be. Am I making the best use of what I asked the universe to bring to me? No, no, you're not. Just as easily we can tell the universe with our actions of the things that we do not want. 
And by me using that extra money that now landed in my lap, per se, in something else, universe is not going to keep sending things my way because my actions do not follow through with what my goal and what I've manif- what I'm requesting to manifest or or even like a different one so like let's say you don't get you don't get called by your cable provider about a way to lower your monthly bill right but let's say you come across an article or another podcast that inspires you for an idea for like like a side hustle that is a way where the universe is also pushing you into, hey, you can make extra money to put in retirement or to buy that home or whatever the case may be. In addition to changing your mindset and your behaviors, you are going to need to remove any obstacles or limiting beliefs that may cloud your vision. And that includes fear. That includes negative self-talk. To move past these limiting beliefs that we have, it's essential that we first identify what they are, like exactly what they are. And then to do this, you need to ask yourself, what are the beliefs I have about myself that may stop me from growing, that may block my progress? And then we're going to write down those answers. And we're going to cross out the limiting beliefs and we're going to write new affirmations in their place. If your limiting belief is, I am incomplete without whatever, a person, reverse it to say, I am complete as I am. If your limiting belief is that I'm not good enough, we're going to reverse that and say, I am enough. Make sure to check and change your energy. When we walk into a room, we can instantly pick up whether there's tension in the room or if it is a warm and inviting place. And and like Oprah once said, the energy we put into the world is the energy that we get back. So That means that if you are continually sending out negative energy, you're angry all the time, either through, excuse me, either through your thoughts or your feelings, you know, you're, you're treating people ugly, just downright ugly. This is the same energy that you're attracting back to yourself. You're going to attract more positivity by changing your energy, by checking yourself. This, in essence, is going to help you realize those goals. You're going to see that people that serve no purpose in your life, in your goals, in your your purpose are going to be removed on their own from your life. And some of it's going to be painful. But once those people or those situations are gone from your immediate area, you're going to see how quickly things change for you. And and lucky for you, like lifting your energy is actually quite simple. You just need to focus on activities that that bring on feelings of joy and happiness. Whether that's doing something kind for someone else, maybe you're helping a friend or a family member, Maybe you decide to donate to a meaning, meaningful organization or volunteering. 
starting each morning with a meditation session or maybe like a quick yoga class, or maybe you don't have time for that, but you can go walk around your neighborhood or go and sit in your backyard in nature. That's enough to cultivate those feelings because if that's what brings you joy, then those are the things that we should be doing. You can also concentrate on how you want to feel. If you want to feel more love in your life, then set your intention to be more loving. If you're seeking kindness, then focus your energy on empathy and compassion. We have to trust the process. And all that said, the process is fluid. The steps that you take do not matter as much as your belief. So trust your own actions, trust your visions and clarity, as well as the powers that be. Faith is a powerful motivator, a guiding force. It doesn't matter what religion you are based from. What's the fastest way to manifest something that you want? If you see it and feel it, you will achieve it. The easiest way to manifest anything is to be clear about what you want. And isn't that what we've been discussing the entire episode? Is being clear about our goals, being specific on what we want to achieve. Do not give the universe mixed signals. Don't. And make sure to take action. Working toward your goals is imperative. And you should remain receptive, whether it's through an opportunity or removal. Ask the universe for what you want and keep an eye out for the signs of achievement or success and be grateful for those achievements and successes, no matter how small they are. The only thing stopping you from manifesting your dreams is ultimately you. We stop ourselves. What you can visualize in your mind, you can and will hold in your hands. So get to work because we have lots of manifesting to do. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I had so much fun putting it together. It was a pleasure to goal set with you all and manifest what we're bringing to this new year for ourselves and for our loved ones. Next episode is going to be talking about the term that I cannot stop hearing about. We're going to be talking about gaslighting and what it actually is and what we're confusing that term for. So I hope you guys are ready for that episode as well. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram at Chats with Nye Podcast, on Twitter at Chats with Nye, on Facebook at Chats with Nye. And as you know, you can always email me at morningchatswithnye at gmail.com. I hope you all have a great and safe Thursday, everyone. Bye. Bye.